Sooners of Oklahoma at 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is up, Sooner Nation? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Barry and Mac Show. Today, Damien and myself dive deep into the infrastructure at Oklahoma, what's being done for the players from a recovery standpoint, and Damien gets real about Josh Heupel. His time as a player, his time as a coach, you are going to want to listen to that. Make sure to go leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Really helps grow the show. If you haven't, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Barry and Mac Show. Damien's is at Dame That Dude. Mine is at B Wise Fitness at the letter B W I S E Fitness. You know what would have felt really good right after that game, right? You you guys got this thing done at halftime. You guys are, are cooking. Wolf folks catching fades in the end zone. Rockies pick six in it, right? You know what those guys would have loved right after that game? I, I'm, I'm intrigued. They would have loved jumping on these brand new massage beds <laughs> that... <laughs> that Thad the man turnip seed oh. is is bringing in is bringing into the fold Unreal. man OU is I I don't know where you stood or if you had an opinion but I actually did a lot of research into Thad's background when he was brought on for this role I I loved that he had a lot of experience outside of kind of that university world as, as a general contractor, working in that private sector, having to take in that in that private space, having to see something through from start to finish, not coming in in the middle of something, but being a part of growing something. And there's been a, a notable investment in the recovery side. Uh, recent video, I be- believe it was Thad who posted it, I think, Coach uh, J.R. Sandlett also published it on Twitter. It's been around. Everybody's seen it. But there's a room where you're seeing some some cryotherapy chambers. Uh, You're seeing some red light therapy beds. I believe they're Theralite. And you're also seeing the hydro massage beds that are available at, you know, a lot of the big box gyms now have them as a premium service. They're definitely nice. And as someone who's somewhat in the, in the know in terms of what those things offer, what what they can be from a recovery side, they're not anything that is going to you know change the game when it comes to athletic performance or you know take a guy from this to that. But in terms of managing injuries, in terms of what you get in your your turnaround and recovery, that there's definitely something there uh just massage in general having the ability to relax as as a student athlete having the ability to you know go in there if if you do have some serious inflammation if you have some stuff you're not getting over there is some decent science on hopping in the cryo chamber doing a moderate temperature you know com- comparatively working up to colder temperatures uh for time there's there's some good science some good research there but overall if you you were looking at this Damien as a as a current player and I kind of want to know what the setup was when you were playing if you're looking at this I mean what 
what do you say as a, as a recruit when you walk in there and you see this investment? And then what was it, what was it like back in the, like, <laughs> the, Flintstone in the Asian, dog brother. days? <laughs> B. Oh, man. First things first. Perception is reality. Um, how you do anything is how you do everything. As a business owner myself and transitioning from uh, my wife and I were uh, VPs in an agency. We went on and took on a partnership role in our new company. Um, visionary vision. Vision is is essential in, in success and in, um, looking at the future in business. And so you're right. His ability to provide vision and to uh, bring that to reality. It's a whole new realm to the program. Right. Like that's a whole additional niche that when you're doing the pitch for the parents and they're in the red room and, you know, they would have the, oh, this is on the horizon. By the way, they were talking about Headington Hall. It wasn't called that, but they were talking about this new dorm that was going to eventually come even even when we rattle you. But his ability to take concept and create reality quickly. And like you said, he did it in Bama. He did it in Clemson. So he's a guy who already has a proven track record, skins on the wall, and he's already creating a tangible and sizable impact on the program. Man, it, it's going to rectify some of the, you know, I hear a lot of our our guy, our our fans say, oh, we're behind on this and we're behind on that. And we I wish we had the, you know, the foresight to be more, you know, in tune with this and in tune with that. And and personally, I, I'm just one of those guys, you know, I come from the school of um, F that, let's get it done. But there's there a lot of merit to it in being an entrepreneur and running a business. I'm very uh, intentional and mindful of that in, in my business world. So I respect it. But to see him do it, oh, Lee Molly. So shout out to him first before I get into the freaking gadgets. Like those gadgets, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> um, it, I think more so than the gadgets themselves, it's really a kudos to BV, uh, probably to Dabo for allowing him to take him and answer to, to he himself for really providing an additional layer of value. Right. Like that's really what it boils down to. The families are on campus. The players are in season or in off season. Mm -hmm. How much value can we provide as a program to our our stakeholders? And so that part, I think, is the biggest piece. Obviously, the actual cryotherapy chamber or the, you know, the cryotherapy joints and then those chamber things look like a space pod from Alien. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to do with those. I'd probably like. 21 year old Damien would probably be trying to sneak a soccer girl in there with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just telling you. Like, I, <laughs> I'd be like, we got an appointment oh, in the, God. in the, in the pod. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my so, gosh. um, I, I'm sure there's science backing it up. Like you said, I will err on your judgment. By the way, I'm going to do another shout out to you guys. I've lost 15 pounds. I'm like, like cog, not in cog diesel yet, but much stronger. Barry's got me on this program. I've been on it for about 12 weeks now. Uh, I know this, I, I'm not trying to do anything other than say I'm super appreciative and grateful for, for, for you, man. I feel 20, 12 years younger. I'm almost, I don't feel football weight yet, but man, it, it's been, it's been a, a journey and all natural. I, I'm not even taking any supplements really. So salute to you for that, because this conversation kind of just brings me to that space. You, you got your boy, right. But back to that piece. 
I, I think it's just it's probably the uh, you know the the facilities wars. I, I I imagine some other college got them, and there's yeah. probably some merit behind you know what they can do in terms of cutting edge technology for my son or my daughter. And he saw that OU was probably. I, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Clemson had him for three to five years. Right, like I, I'm pretty was, sure they do. Yeah, right, yeah. and so I think he noticed that was a glaring hole in our pitch, and to um, you know, talking value with families, and so he he wanted to rectify that space. I don't know the science, right, but I do know these kids went bonkers when they got. Do you remember that when BV ordered the the, the, the Normatex? The, yeah, the Normatex. Yep. So yep, that's a big deal. This yeah. in this day and age, when I was coming up, it was a big like. I got to OU. By the way, this is kind of embarrassing. Now I'm 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 aging myself. Do you know when we got to OU, OU's uniforms were Nike, but all of OU's apparel wasn't Nike. Like they like the actual what? football outfitted apparel. Really? Our jerseys were Nike. Our long sleeves were not Nike. No Our socks were not Nike. Our uh, like girdles and all like all of the under stuff. Like the championship season, what? we wore. We wore Under Armour uh, long sleeves. No Our, way. <laughs> yes. Holy 2001 God. season. We And so when, let me tell you what Under Armour does. So we, yeah, when we went to cold games, we played K-State, we played um, the Big 12 Championship. Oh, my holy freaking moly. Barry, we're in Nike uniforms with Rydell socks. Nike would give us the the... The full in socks, so like JT Thatcher, but all of us didn't like the full in. I didn't like the full in socks. I didn't want. I didn't want the the knee highs. We called them knee highs. I didn't want yeah. knee highs. I wanted to rock the calves. I like mm-hmm. to rock the calves, right? So our calf socks, we just wore on socks, or we got we got crew socks. But um, our our long sleeves that kept us our thermal, you know, shirts, they were Under Armour, and most of them had the Under Armour on the chest. Well, I forgot who it was. Somebody had an Under Armour and it was on the sleeve oh. and it was like right next to the wrist. And sure enough, a big toe championship. I want to say like it was a lineman or somebody like they had a they had to get a special size. Like they didn't have the size. So they had to send us a special one for that player. And it had a it had the symbol on the on the arm. And you better believe next year coaches were like, guys, you everything has to be Nike now. So, you know. I'm old enough to have played for OU where, yeah, we had a Nike uh, contract, but we didn't wear everything Nike until the 2001 season. 2001, everything was Nike. Every Anything, all the wristbands, all everything that we got was Nike. 2000 season, our, our long sleeves were not, and some of our socks were not. I'm blown away. <laughs> That's I, how old I am. Wow. I never would have thought that. I would have thought that that would have been a especially at, at Oklahoma, that I'm so surprised. Just really? wasn't a thing yet, B. Just yeah. wasn't a thing yet. Like Nike jerseys, yes. Nike cleats, yes. Nike gloves, yes. How about this? The 2000, was it 2000? I believe it was. 2000 season. I, I, I believe there's a couple games. Antoine Savage turns an ankle. Um, He had to get a spat. And in those days, spats were kind of like outlawed. Like there was all kind of stuff that they brought back after we left. Like we had to wear gray gloves. You couldn't really spat your ankles unless you had a doctor's note. Like the the trainer yes. had to justify it. Yeah. Well, Antoine gets hurt, um, not injured, but hurt. So they spat him up. We go in for halftime. Guess what happens at halftime? They tell him to put on this special Nike, like 
I don't even know what the hell you call it. Like a brace kind of a thing. It wasn't a brace though, but Nike had a pair of shoes where you could take this thing off of it and put it on the shoe and change the color. It's like you could buy a pair of black Nikes and they had like this strap kind of a thing. And you could get a gray one, a blue one, a red one, whatever. And you could make your black shoes look different colors with this special strap. Antoine hurts his ankle and they make him put that strap on. <laughs> wow. Like, oh, like this is ridiculous. That... So just mm. it was just, you know, we were in that transitional period be- before things really blew up. We thought the Barry Switzer Center that we saw as soft or juniors was amazing. And then I came back in 04 and it was totally different. And then I came back last season and like, yo. Mm. This is a freaking, you know, this is a four seasons. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like this deal is, is ridiculous. So shout out to, um, how do I say his right? Is it turnip seed or thern seed? How do you say it correctly? I think it's it's turnip seed. Okay. Th- thad, yeah. like TH, for a while I was calling him Tad, but it's okay. thad, thad, turnip, like the, like the, like the vegetable. The, yep. Like turnip seed. Got thad it. turnip seed. I mean, he, guys, the man. He is a secret weapon. Um, what he's doing are intangibles that have a lot of hidden value. Um, and yeah, he he makes me feel old because, like I told you before, brother, our 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 uh, recovery was um, uh, a cattle trough about a foot high, maybe eighteen inches high, and they go to like I don't know. Even for real, I'm being dead serious. My, the first year we had them, they had like the, you know how you go to like a 7-Eleven and they've got like those ice bins on the outside and you grab a bag of ice and you go to the counter and you pay it off and then you take it to your barbecue or whatever? Yes. You know, maybe I yes. maybe don't even do that anymore. Well, my freshman year, like we would have those bags of ice. Like where the hell are those? Ba- like, are they going to Walmart buying 10 bags of ice? Like what? And then in 2000, we 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 uh, redid the whole training facility, and then we had ice machine makers in the actual training room. But our first year, back, like these, you know, five pound bags of ice would be sitting there waiting for us. When we got out of practice, and we'd all be like, "Bro, I know they didn't go to Homeland, but <laughs> <laughs> where the hell are they getting these ice bags from?" And so, just to you know, to see where the program has gone and and where we come from. And by the way, that's a championship team, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? That team won the natty and we're chilling in a cattle trough. And it was kind of like, you know, it's a 10 deal. It's 18 inches. It's designed for four or five horses to come drink water. We're chilling in it. <laughs> there's an offensive one. There's a bigs, a little for offense and a bigs and a little for defense. There's four of them sitting out there. And yeah, that that's how we recovered. We didn't have these alien pods that you could sneak a chicken and, you know, Probably they probably got music going on and who knows what they got in there. It's probably a, a hologram of a TV screen or something in those deals. <laughs> <laughs> but salute to them, man. I'm, I'm happy they got all the resources they need to be successful. Man, it's nice seeing this is what I saw with the uh, compression therapy that they brought in was when it comes to things like that, while they do have an added value of of enhancing recovery, helping you feel better the next time you go suit up helping you feel better for workouts, getting over injuries a little quicker. One, The way that they did it in providing the guys with their own, what I see there is an attempt to get buy-in, not just in the football piece, but in the, the physical wellness and the preparation piece, right? Which is 
is so vital. In today's day and age, athletes are not given enough credit for what they actually know. Google, Wikipedia, all of YouTube, all of this stuff is available. Athletes have more access than ever to know if they're getting good coaching, bad coaching, to to go and, and find the information. One of the pieces of that is that now you have athletes who, because they do have a good understanding of how their recovery works, how their nutrition needs to work. If some guys don't, but in general, there's more knowledge overall on that side of the game. Used to, it was all the trainers, all the coaches, and you might have a few guys who were really into exercise science or in, you know, into some a certain field, and they would have some knowledge there. But in general, athletes come into it, they're more well prepared and well versed in that arena. But what you saw with this was an attempt to get the whole team to understand that not only is what you do on the field and in the, in the workout room important, but what you are doing off the field and outside of the workout room is also important. And the guys who maybe haven't gone into to knowing and understanding their body, understanding maybe why they're feeling these bumps and bruises, you know, a few weeks later down the line than they should. Maybe you you get that little inkling, that little extra buy-in, that little extra like, ooh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the bull by the horns my own self because they think I can do it because they provided me with this. And now you've enhanced everybody's knowledge base. You've enhanced the buy-in of recovery. And now you're bringing in all this other stuff now. It's not even so much about the thing and what it does, all it, albeit it is very important and very valuable, but it is also about showing how much we as a program care about you, yeah. that we want you to maximize yourself, right? I mean, some of the beds are, they're just massage beds, right? But they, they feel good when you do them, right? There, there's like a show of love and gratitude to the player. And th- all of these factors enhance their appreciation, enhance buy-in, and in turn make you a better program. Does it make you better on the field? That remains to be seen. But it's it, to me, it's, it's so much more big picture than just the products themselves because they're not saving the day but what you get from providing that does potentially save the day you know that's holistic perspective man right and and uh of course i was tongue-in-cheek making fun of uh link and and the glitz and glam deal but you're right that's kind of the proof in the pudding of we take care of the whole that is your son whole as in w-h-o-l-e versus right like yeah, we're, you know, I actually like that. There's a book I read called Winning by Tim Grover. You know Tim Grover. I know you know Tim Grover because you're a trainer. You know yes. Grover? Yeah, was, Go. I know Grover. about Grover, MJ, okay, yeah. and then Kobe. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he brought up this story about Kobe and how um, Kobe wanted to do, how could I get point zero 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 better? Zero one, excuse me better yeah. right so literally one one million throw one one hundred thousand throw one one thousand throw one one hundredth better like kobe was like if i can just get better then it'll bring me closer to, to where i want to be and i think that aligns with what you're saying from a tangible standpoint is there probably going to be a huge difference 
and what these facilities provide our kids that going to result in on the field um, drastic improvements? I don't know. And I would err on your opinion on that anyway. But you're right. Mom and dad come in and they see these recovery spaces. They see like, you know, mental health is a big deal in today's world. And that's a whole another conversation that I won't go down either because I. I have my own personal feelings about that excuse and the whole victimhood thing drives me crazy. Mm. But I got to tell you, if I'm dad and they've got these cryo chambers and these massage chairs and these alien pods that my son can take his, you know, <laughs> he can enjoy <laughs> he can enjoy on his own, on his own. Um, it makes me feel better about, you know, coach standing up there and saying, we're going to take care of the whole that is your son. So I, I agree with that. I, mean, I didn't look at it that way. And after hearing you kind of, you know, bring that to light, I agree. That's a big deal. Or it's a deal. It's not like, you know, do you guys um have nil? Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? But being able to say, hey, listen, you know, we thought about your son's recovery. We thought about making sure from a mental standpoint, he's leaving and those bumps and bruises aren't gonna be a mental issue. By the way, I saw lots of guys. They had an injury and it turned into a hurt and they never got over the hurt. And when they never got over the hurt, they stopped seeing the field. So who knows what impact those will have on people feeling good about themselves. By the way, that sounds so, uh, um, but yeah. who knows? It could it's be a real though, man. The placebo effect is real. Yeah. It's real. I, I, I make fun of it, but it's definitely real. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it in, in the terms of, you know, kind of how I stated and that it's, it's a valuable piece, but it's not, it's not going to be, be a drastic, right. um, impact mechanism. It, it's, it's something that adds value in the way that a good nutrition program at your school, which does seem to have also been enhanced again, kind of in the Thad's will wheelhouse there. Uh, something where there's there's more accountability and just the the whole coach Venable said that there was going to be a an holistic a holistic approach sometimes hard to say a holistic approach to the program that sort of mind body spirit way of viewing things uh the the way it probably should be viewed especially with with there still being a a student athlete emphasis is we're trying to create a whole person Right. Where we're trying to get somebody that when they leave the program, they are they are better than when they came in. And all of it sort of sort of feeds into that. And I, I think it's it's a valuable thing that a lot of the major programs have. I believe Alabama's had some stuff like this. And the stuff is also available. I mean, you talk about um, like obviously now the athletes have more money in their pocket because of because of nil, but you know, there there's stuff like this available in the private sector as well. The yeah. fact that these guys don't even have to go out there and do that. I mean, that's that's the and some of them did. Right. And like, OU is so far leaps and bounds ahead of where other programs are in terms of the strength and conditioning and recovery space, regardless of even how you felt about the previous staff. They just they objectively are and this extra little push um like i have a story of one school that's a, a division one school where this athlete I, I ended up actually working with him on like one very specific area 
but his school did not provide him. And he goes to a big time power five school that is not a blue blood, but they're very well known and have, have been successful. And there was not a holistic approach taken when it came to taking care of this guy, right? He was a uh, moved a long way from home, right? Anytime he had to get treatment for something, a lot of times he had to fly back, right? Which is a long, this is before nil, a lot of this occurred. So you don't know how that's necessarily stressing him, stressing the family, all that stuff. So OU is trying to occupy that area the the absolute best they can. And going forward, I, I think it's a win for the program. Definitely not a loss. Definitely, Definitely not, not a loss. 100%. Yeah, I, I, uh, I have an idea of who you might be talking about. I'm not going to say it, but um, no, nah, I think it's great. I, I, I uh, I'm excited about the direction we're going. Like you said, holistically, it looks good on the field. It looks good in recruiting. Uh, facilities are obviously looking well. I like the fact that the new nutrition program made fun of the last nutrition program. And even the players, if you look at some of the vlogs, mm -hmm. the punter has a vlog and they were making fun of how food was done before BV came. So things look to be going in the right direction. Um, and I, like I said, talk to me the week after Texas. The week after Texas is really going to um shine a light on if oh you like we are close enough to where i don't care what anyone says in one season we can be in a position to uh, so long as we don't have a bunch of injuries so long as we don't have a bunch of turnover in the coaching staff we'll be able to play with any of those guys and mm -hmm. so bv i know bv knows this too he knows what he's got in the cupboard and he knows what conference he's in today he knows he needs to be ready to go in a year or two when when the realignment stuff happens and we end up in the SEC. But today, I think he's feeling really good about the positioning he's in. And if I know our old coach, he loves that we're not the media darling. He loves, I know he does. I'm I'm, I'm positive coach is, is chomping at the bit. He's got a swag to him, by the way, Barry. You know, we haven't really gotten to his personality per se, but let me just tell you. Coach BV was one of the ones. Hey, D-Mac, let me see how you're going to come. Because, you know, we used to uh, we used to dress up. And I, by the way, it made no sense. I mean, whatever. I guess it was kind of just a standard. But, like, we would have to put on, um, like, like polo shirt, you know, hard bottom shoes when we traveling team would. We didn't, we didn't have the suit like how he did for the kids today, which I think is sick. But we had to dress up. Okay. And so some of us. Most of, listen, most of the guys from Houston and Dallas and even Oklahoma City, they'd put on some polo pants. They put on a polo T-shirt and a polo. They polo used to wear have these these shoes like boots kind of a thing. I never they were ugly to me. Like, hey, y'all got that <laughs> south. Y'all can have them. <laughs> I ain't rocking them like I never got them. Some of us would come fly. Right. There was a guy named Chris Blocker. Chris is from Houston. He would come looking real like like. But uh, anyway, that was that was Coach Blake's year. But BV would be one of those coaches. Yo, D-Mac, how you coming on Friday? And I'd be like, if we'd be at practice, like, man, coach, like, now nah, I, I see you trying to put it together, brother. I know you trying to, I see what you had. Like, you know, so coach, 
You know, he's blue collar, but don't sleep. Coach BV gonna come and he paying attention, right? So I I I I have a sneaking suspicion, and ain't even a suspicion. I know, I know my old ball coach. You know, I know spent 20 years, but he kind of likes the position they're in. They got they gotta they gotta get to and through fall campus healthy or fall camp healthy. You know, they got a lot of install to do, and, and we'll be interested to see how the offense goes. Um but man, we got pieces. OU is not. This isn't '98 when Bob came in and the cup was full. In fact, Coach BV spoke to that in an interview. He said he remembers trying to instill buy-in in that '98 season. And like I said, thirty dudes walked out. Oof. Like thirty dudes walked out. And by the way, man. he was there and watched thirty dudes walk out. You know, I I, I don't want to say this in in July, but I, I'll say this for the sake of our 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 our, our pod, but. When's the last time you had a summer when nothing happened? Mm. There's no news, zero yeah. news. By the way, summer's officially over, so I can say that it's yeah. history. So nobody it's can, done. Yeah, there was no incidents this summer, not one, not zero. even just some bonehead, not you know, not you know, somebody trying to dunk a basketball and, and tearing an ACL, not somebody obviously trying to extort drugs right like yeah <laughs> you didn't even have a public intox that's this what year. i'm saying we, yeah, didn't, we didn't have a guy playing pickup basketball and 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 break a shoulder like nothing yeah nothing so now of course we got to make it through fall camp but the beauty about fall camp is fall camp is back on football schedule if there's one thing about fall and we'll dive into that for the next week they got stuff to do from 6 a.m till about 10 p.m so they're back football and then of course the season will start and classes will come into play but for then when they come back on the fourth or whatever day they report they've got something to do at six and they've got something to do until 10 p.m and they pretty much eat and do everything as a team wow so we're in good shape in terms of shenanigans shenanigans and 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 full duggery happening i think we're in pretty good shape and and not having to worry about too much of that we just got to fight the injury bug and then the team's got to you know they got to melt like a good uh, a batch of, of gumbo that gumbo Ooh. comes together and it's going to be problematic for college football let's go so got something i wanted to get into a little bit today i threw this on the outline because we had a listener reach out um as as kind of a suggestion haven't decided how i want to how we're going to release all this if it's bonus or whatever doesn't matter uh but this is something that's on the hearts and minds of sooner fans alike because this individual is very near and dear to the OU program. I mean, as soon as you guys hear this, you'll know exactly who we're talking about, but he's the last QB1 to win a national championship at Oklahoma. And as you talk about with the 98 team, him arriving um, in 99, when did he arrive officially? You, you remember? And obviously, guys, we're talking about number 14, Josh Heupel. Uh, when did – uh, okay, May – yeah, he came spring '99. Okay, uh, but what we want to go into is his his tenure at Oklahoma. I believe he he came in after he left, had a small cup of coffee in the NFL. The guy was destined to be a coach. Just you could probably speak more on that. But just outside looking in, he had coaching in his family. Dad was a coach. That's all very well known. Um, articles. The the everything right so guy was destined to be a coach comes to oklahoma 
quarterbacks coach during Sam's time, during Bradford's time, I believe the Sam Bradford, Joey Halsley, that that whole era going into being the OC, uh, transitioning into to Landry Jones. So from your perspective, uh, Mackie, and I know this is, you know, probably a, a subject where you want to walk, walk carefully, obviously. Uh, but what do you think happened with this whole, with the whole situation in terms of the, the on-field plan that he wanted to deploy, um, or not deploy how the offense worked or didn't work and maybe why, and then his departure. And then what is maybe your hope for that relationship in the future? Man, you over here getting heavy, B. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. People want to know, Mac. Well, let me say <laughs> Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and, and God works in mysterious ways. Here's one thing, and I, I kind of alluded to it before, B, but hype, hype. Okay, so we win the Natty in, in 2000. 2001, Josh is a um, GA or, you know, he, he in some, I don't know if he was a GA or a student. I, don't, I think he was a GA because I think he had graduated. Hype leaves with, uh, hype leaves with uh, Mike in 03. Right. K-State game. Mike leaves. Um, that whole deal happens. I get hurt in 01. I'm pretty much incapacitated in 02. I, I literally like have to wear glasses to go outside for like a semester of school. Like it was it was pretty bad, my Man. concussions. Um and then 03, I'm transitioning towards student coach. And as Josh is leaving to go with Mike to be his tight ends coach, I am prepping to be uh, finish my degree and be a GA. And so Josh and I were having a lot of conversations. He was really showing me, you know, Hey Mac, this is what we're going to do. Um, I was telling somebody the other day, I got offered a job to go work with Leach. This is crazy. Mm. What if I go work with Leach and then link and I meet up and, and <laughs> <I coach him. laughs> right? Like I literally, in fact, uh, coach Stoops was like, Mackie, no, Mackie, no, you, you stand, you're, you're a sooner. <laughs> you're staying here with us. And I always wonder, like, dang, what happens if I go to Lubbock? Um, but anyway, so Hype and I spent a lot of time just on the coaching side. And not a lot of time. That's not true. But just we we were having conversations about the coaching piece. Um, and I obviously had a chance to watch him. He was my cue. When, when I moved back home to Cali, um, I would call Hype and say, hey, man, send me CDs. At that time, they weren't streaming yet and they weren't using vhs's like they did when we first got to ou they had moved on to dvds and so the hype would send me dvds to cut up film and and our old games and stuff like you know hype took care of me man that's, that's my that's my big bro I, I i got a lot of love for hype but you know i i listen at ou the expectation is winning and at the end of the day at the end of the day the, the 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 sword has to fall somewhere you know what i'm saying yeah. and we went from listen in 2000 well 99 we got leech he changed ou went from a predominantly you know beat you up uh on defense and then you know essentially you know run the option and then gundy and those guys kind of did a little bit of powerful ball i guess a little bit of option but boom leech comes in and offense just was at the forefront even though we had killer defenses OU started becoming a media darling because of offense 
2003 before they lost to K-State, best team they ever played. Hype was a part of the championship. Hype was a coach on those those 2002, three, four. He was he was involved. I think the 02 season he wasn't. Our senior year he wasn't. He came back in 03. Hype was involved as a GA and 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 stuff. You know before Mike left, um, when the offense was prolific. Hype came back like you said. Oh six, seven, and eight, and was around as a QB coach helping get Sam ready to go and progress and and ah, what year was it I want to say it was 09 maybe but in 09 my cousin was playing receiver at City College and and so I come up to the to to the school my cousin played a season at OU he was a walk-on stud if he doesn't get hurt he probably plays these are the Ryan Broyles era the Mm -hmm. Ryan Broyles era so I'm in Hype's office at this time, Hype is the God, I can't remember if he had just gotten the OC gig or if he was still the Q coach. But so I'm talking to Hype, and obviously I'm past my days of wanting to coach. I'm a principal, I think. Yeah, I think I'm a principal by that time. Um and you know, Hype's oh, he's the co-coordinator with Norvell. Hype and Norvell were co-coordinators. That's right. right? Isn't yeah. that right? Yeah, yeah, I believe you are correct. That's, yes. In, in fact, I know that's the case because Norvell is, was a receiver coach too, of course. And my cousin's with me and Novell is kind of like, by the way, Novell was a cool guy. I kind of liked him. He, he was talking shit with my cousin. And so, yeah, I think hype and Novell are going to be co uh, coordinators that season. Um, And, and hype's just kind of telling me, you know, like, man, you know, the further you go up the chain, like it's, it's kind of like running a, a Fortune 500 or a Fortune 100 or a Fortune 50 company. You know, OU, it's a blue blood. Yeah. And this is around the time uh, Major Applewhite, I believe Major at this time is in Bama, and Bama's kind of turning the corner. I don't know if Saban's back yet, but um, and he's under some scrutiny, right? Or I, 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 point being, hype gave me the impression that, like, you know. It wasn't just like Josh Heupel of the 2000 National Championship. Josh was like, yo, man, this is a gig where like you got to continue to deliver. And mm-hmm. Sam's gone. And of course, the 09 season, you know, those guys are generally basically hurt the whole season. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we lose to BYU week zero and, and, and the rest is history. Um, so here's what I'll say. Yeah, there's some things I know about that situation that I'm not going to say on the air. I know this hype's a sooner. Um, hype did a lot for our program. Hype did a lot for um the offensive strategy and game plan. Hype, even as a player, hype was in a lot of those conversations with Mangino and and those guys really uh putting in place our system. I don't know why well, I do know under Link they didn't, but hype literally probably called. 50% of our plays, or we would do side adjustments at the line of scrimmage. You know no what I'm saying? Kidding. So, so wow. oh, 50% easy. Man. Now we'd have some check with me's, right? You know, yeah. man, you would say, Hey, we want to do it. You know, da, 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 da. we'd have three checks and, and we would check, but more often than not, we also just had side adjustments where hype would look at the D and say, Hey, D Mac, we're going to do this. And we do our symbols and we'd be off and running. We would, he, he didn't do the whole look at the sideline and there's four posters in the air. We didn't do that. Like we played chess on the field uh, in that day and age. So all I know is, all I'll say is, once you're a Sooner, you're always a Sooner. 
Hype's in the middle of his career right now. Uh, I have him as my dark horse in the SEC, believe it or not. Dark horse meaning someone no one's Ooh, talking about. Well, I'm not okay. talking about number one, two, or three, but he I think they're a legit they've they've got some things cooking on that side. Yeah. And and if you talk to the guys, everyone still loves hype. We're excited about what he's doing. I think he's got the opportunity to prove his coaching chops, uh, you know, just continue to write his resume. But, you know, be and, and and I saw the question when you when you put it on the outline, I was like, OK, um, at the end of the day, you know, you're at Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? Like. it. This is a what have you done for me lately life, let alone, you know, saying uh, industry in terms of being football. And then, of course, blue uh, blue blood. Oh, you like we're blue blood hype. Towards the end of his tenure, something needed to happen, and you're not going to get rid of Bob. Yeah, wow. And, and you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a good way to put it. You know, um, feelings aside, past history aside, whatever internal strife, drama, whatever, you know, people are trying to percolate out there what may or may not have happened at the end of the day if you asked me i think josh would say i didn't get the job done to the caliber of what needed to be done at the university of oklahoma and when my coaching days are over if god says so and 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 i'm ever allowed i'll be back at ou cheering on our championship season like that's the way i kind of look at it i don't expect josh to comment too much because he's got a freaking program to run heck yeah um but you know there's rumors of this and that and whatever whatever Hype's a sooner, man. Uh, Bob loves hype. Um, and 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 my my expectation is when he's done coaching, so long as he doesn't do a Bobby Bowden kind of a deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Coach until he's, which who knows? Hype might choose yeah. to. Who knows? He may do that. Um, he's a sooner, and uh, he got us our last ship. You know, yeah. we you can't take that away from hype. But on the flip side of the coin, where are you? We want to win 10 plus games every year, be playing for championships and be playing for natties. Yeah, I think it's good for that to be uh, for for the fans and the and the the people who love Oklahoma, who love Hypel, uh, who love what he did for the program. I think it's good for them to hear that because in in the mainstream media, that that talk is going to be skirted around. They're not going to ever dive into the meat of the situation. Um, and even though you were you were careful and in, in your candor, there were there there's still some honesty there in in what went down. And I feel that your acceptance of the situation and the way you still feel about him, I believe hopefully that should should resonate with the fans, how they view him. Because I think regardless of his performance, I still do believe he he is seen in a very positive light at OU, especially as a player and should be as a coach. The guy was a really good coach, um, is a really good coach. As you said, Tennessee is that they're, they're not scratching at the top of the sec just yet, but they're closely moving into the, I don't see how I, I don't think it would be a stretch to say in the next couple years, they're, in the thick of that second rung of that conference. 100%. Tennessee's a sleeping giant. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Tennessee won the Natty two years before we won the Natty. Like, Tennessee is not 
Kentucky. Tennessee is not Texas Tech. Tennessee is not Wazoo or UC Berkeley. Tennessee has been a traditional football powerhouse. I mean, when we were coming up, it was Tennessee. and Who was it? When I was in the Big 12, Tennessee was the big boy. It wasn't Bama. It wasn't Auburn. It damn sure wasn't Georgia. Mm-hmm. Florida. Florida and 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 um, I mean obviously Ron Zook got taken over by them, but they had just gotten rid of Steve Steve Spurs Jr. I think Senior had just gone to South Carolina maybe, but the mid nineties was Tennessee and and Florida. That that's those were the top dogs. So Tennessee, they've got everything you need. They got the alumni. They've got the program. They've got a fertile recruiting ground. There's a lot of things about Tennessee's um, potential. That if hype, you know, hype does things that he's supposed to do, man, he he's in a position. And by the way, I'll tell you this, the 2000 squad, we all cheer for his ass like hell. If they're not playing OU, we're cheering for Tennessee, especially in the SEC. So I, 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 I think hype will do well, man. And, and um, yeah, Sooner Nation, you know, he's our last, you know, national championship quarterback. He, he bleeds Sooner Red. And I'm not his freaking, you know, I'm not his motivational speaker, but hype's a Sooner. And, and, and I'll say this, damn it, hype! You should have recruited quarterbacks better. I'll, I'll put that on there too. You, you, we didn't, we didn't get, we lost our edge in recruiting high caliber quarterbacks and and hype's philosophy, whatever it was. You know, I think he was kind of a one. I'm just gonna go after one guy. When I get my guy, I'm kind of, I'm married to my guy. Yeah, that's a probably a philosophy that in growing through his career, he's changed, or maybe just gotten better at identifying who his guy was because we went through a period where the quarterback play was so par for OU's standard. Yeah. I mean, it just objectively was, was true. Trevor Knight had, had his moments, you know, Landry was Landry. I believe he was more recruited by Wilson. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 he was. Okay. That's what I, then he was, I mean, he's a guy who does not get enough credit at all for what he did. Like you go back and watch some of the, the throws that guy made consistently, how, consistent he was often sometimes consistent at making the worst mistake at the worst time but was a consistent passer i have no comment uh, <laughs> let's go i think in hindsight landry he's obviously looked on the way he's looked on and fans feel that way but with some of the stuff that was out there before baker walked in i think fans would have loved an extra year of landry ah! I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling He's a sooner. you. He's a sooner. I love all my sooners. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All my sooners. He drove me crazy. Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm, he's probably, I don't know if he's going to hear this or not. <laughs> Landry Jones drove Damian Mackey crazy. But stats, numbers, you know, the guy threw the right. He, he, he threw a great ball. He probably made 10, 15 men in the league. He was a great number two in Pittsburgh for a couple of oh, years. Yeah. He won a couple games when Big Big Ben got hurt. But again, same thing applies. You're a sooner. We don't do a pick six every other game. We don't do a strip sack fumble on a play where we, we, and listen, I'm a football guy. We, you directed where you wanted your protection to go, and you satellited your running back where you wanted your satellite to go. There's no reason for you to get blindsided, and it's a strip sack fumble, and they take it to the house, and everybody's like, the uninformed football player doesn't know that he should have known 
that he set the protection or he communicated with the center and the running back what the protection was and then he still got blindsided and 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 Barry it didn't happen once it didn't happen twice it didn't happen four times probably happened over the course multiple times over the course of three to four seasons drove me I lost I for sure lost 20% of my receding hairline because of him for sure 20% of my receding hairline was Landry Jones era 100 oh, no. By the way, Landry, if you hear this, bro, I still love you, man. You're a sooner, but let's just call it spade a spade. Man, he has some good receivers to throw to, man. He, he had did. Royals his whole career. He had Stills. He did. Man, he had some guys. So the the Tennessee is a nice segue. Uh, would uh, we'll, we'll sort of wrap up today with this. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the end of the show today. We appreciate it so, so much. Make sure to go leave us a five-star rating and review. Follow us on Instagram. We can't thank you all enough for the support that you have shown us through growing this podcast. We are wanting to do big things for you guys. Next week, the Oklahoma season preview. If you've listened this far, you are the ones who will know that is coming next week. So tell your family, tell your friends, tell your dog, tell your brother, your cousin, your uncle, everybody. I don't care if they're a Sooner fan or not. They are going to want to hear the Oklahoma football 2022 Brent Venables inaugural season. We're going to want to hear the season preview. Thank you so much. We will see you all soon. Nationwide.